Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and it's a joy to have you with us today as we share what I think is going to be a very important topic. Today, I have with me a guest all the way from sweet old Alabama, down there in the way down south in the land of Dixie. By way of Zoom, Jeff Messner, good to have you on the podcast. Hey, good evening, Mark. It's good to be with you tonight. Yeah. Jeff and I, we go way back. We've known each other for a while. It's been soon be what close to 25 to 30 years we've known each other. 25, 26, somewhere <laughs> in there. It's hard to believe. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Yeah. What I've got to keep from doing, Jeff, I can't call you moose on this. You know, I can't. Well, I, 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 if, I promise if, if you don't call me Moose, I won't call you Bubba. Okay. How does that sound? <laughs> For those of you who probably don't know, it's a long-standing joke between us. Ever since we first got acquainted, I always called Jeff Moose, and he always called me Bubba. And to this day, that's, that's still the way it is. It's stuck. Yeah. Well, Jeff, it's good to have you. Jeff is a graduate of the University of Akron. He is a husband, a father of three sons, and has, is currently working as a contractor for the federal government and has done a lot of work in retirement services. And so he's, he's well qualified to talk about what we're going to talk about here today, and that is the matter of identity, values, and significance. You and I, Jeff, are at a point in life where we're starting to do a we and already have done a good bit of reflecting. We've been looking back over our shoulder. We've been reevaluating life and our journey and where we've been and where we are and where we hope we'd like to be by the time, you know, we get to the end of life's journey. But one of the things you and I talked about recently when we were together was this matter of identity, values, and significance. So, Jeff, I'd like for you to... Just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, and then kind of move us into why this subject is particularly important to you. Okay. It's good to be with you, Mark, as I said. And uh, just uh, looking back over that time, I, as you say, graduated from the University of Akron and um, never had the real desire to get into public accounting as most people would recognize the field, but uh, wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it. And uh, after moving to Alabama, and probably around the time that we met, I got a job at a local software company in Birmingham mm -hmm. and worked in their service bureau, worked there for 18 years, and was privileged enough to uh, manage a group of folks. And we worked on Accounts from Wells Fargo to Occidental Petroleum to the NFL Players Plan, 
and just just had some uh, really interesting experiences in my work life. And uh, as you mentioned, you, you reach a point in life, and I reached this point a couple years ago, that you realize that life is, a lot of life has passed by. Mm-hmm. Not passed you by, but but you've lived a lot of life. And as Jacob, our youngest, was getting ready to graduate, there were some changes coming in our life. And I started kind of reflecting on what it meant to be who I was. Mm-hmm. It, it was not, not an intentional thought process, but one that kind of began striking me over a number of years. And, you know, I, I carried the, the title of father yeah. for right. 21, 22 years at that point. And while I'm still a father today, hope to be, a, you know, I will be as, as long as I'm alive. But that, that role was, was changing. Yes. It was shifting. Mm-hmm. That's right. My career had shifted. Um, I had left the company I went to work for out of college and uh, started another job. And the position I held was, was different than the management position I held. Mm-hmm. And what I found, which, which frankly was a surprise to me, what I found was an internal battle over those three things that you mentioned, whether it's the significance, the value, the identity, it it raised questions within me as to who I was, Mm -hmm. where does my value come from, and of what significance have the actions in my life been. And so I confess I don't come with all the answers tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, I doubt I ever will have all the answers, but I, I think through the last couple of years, God has really shown me for, for my situation some real valuable uh, thoughts around the, the subject. Mm-hmm. You're so right, Jeff. What you're saying, and I think most men, if not every man who's listening to this, will be able to, to connect with what you're saying. Because for us men especially, the subject of identity is something that's huge to us because we automatically say, hi, my name's Mark. I do this for a living. What do you do for a living? And so, yeah, our whole identity is, you know, are you a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker? You know, just what Mm -hmm. do you do for a living? In fact, many, many years ago, as we know in, in British culture, numbers of years ago, last names were given based upon the role of that person and what they did. So right. we're kind of tied to that. And it's when we're young men, would you not agree, Jeff, that part of what we're trying to do when we're younger is carve out some sense of identity? Sure, definitely. And, and frankly, for the first 15 to 18 years of my career, it was all about that carving out. Mm-hmm. It was, what's the next hurdle I can overcome? What's the 
next thing I can learn? What would, you know, where can I go next? And, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert by personality, but still that there's that drive within the man that says, I need to conquer something. Right. Right. I, I, I need to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And the end of my first career came very suddenly and it frankly shook me because I had a tremendous amount of responsibility mm-hmm. and it was gone within two weeks That's from, from the first instance to walking out the door mm-hmm. and it, it left a hole because suddenly all that responsibility is gone. Right. Right. I don't have 30 people looking to me for answers. I don't have 50 meetings a week to try to attend. I, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. And trying to kind of wade through that was, was a difficult experience. Sure. And closely associated with your identity is your sense of value. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, and I'm sure that probably at that time, you began to wonder about your your value to the, you know what, has something changed am i not am i not as valuable as i used to be because i can't do or not able to do um th- things are changing and then and that whole value question is becomes a tremendous question for men it was 8 months looking for a new job wow and it was the most rewarding and terrifying and peaceful eight months of my life, probably, as Lisa and I walked through this, mm-hmm. it, it did something to our marriage, something very good, mm-hmm. in that it pulled us together to a new level as a couple. Okay. Okay. But then also it caused me to think, about those questions, where does my value come from? Mm-hmm. Does my value come from a title that a company gives me or a responsibility that they give me? And during that time, I remember reading in Psalms, and I should have verified the reference. I believe it's Psalm 40. There's a verse in there toward the end of the Psalm, and the phrase that starts the verse is, says, but as for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and at that point in time, a shift started to happen mm-hmm. in, in realizing that it's, it's not a title. It's not a position. It's not how people look at you. Mm-hmm. It's how God looks at you. Right. And God looks at me as valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, the overriding theme of the Bible is he knew us before we were born. He has created us in his image. He has, he's, he sent his son to die for Mm -hmm. us. All of these things give us inherent value. Yes. And when you build on that value, mm-hmm. 
it's unshakable. Right, right. Now that's that's not to say that there's never any doubt. That's not to say that you never question, but that in itself is a foundation to build off of. Mm-hmm. And God started a work there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important you talk about a foundation. It made me immediately think about the story of Jesus about the man who built upon the sand and the man who built upon the rock and the storms came and the wind beat upon it. And the foolish man who built on the sand, well, guess what? His house collapsed, but the wise man who had a different foundation, when the winds came and beat upon the house, it stood. And the reality is Jeff, that every man, as he enters into midlife and into his forties and fifties, I think 99.9% of men are going to start the reevaluation process. They're going to they're they're going to put their mic their life under the microscope and they're going to look it all over. Did I do this right? Did I make the right decision here? Did I marry the right person? Did I choose the right vocation and yada 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 it goes on and on. And those are could be very profitable times or they can be perilous times. Sure. Fortunately for you, it appears that that time was a profitable time for you. But you and I both know that for a lot of men, it's a perilous time. A lot of men step away from their families. They step away from everything they've ever known or done for, and they start again on a quest looking for identity, value, and significance. And sadly, what they often find is heartache and regret. Exactly. And, you know, the, the kind of cultural adage that you go with is the red sports car, mm-hmm. the convertible, the, you know, trophy wife or, or whatever. And again, you're looking for something in areas that just cannot fill the void. Right. That God's placed in our soul, yeah. in our hearts that only he can fill. I've been recently teaching through the purpose uh, driven life and it's for the second time here at my church. And there's so much good in that book, but two tremendous statements have, have really resonated with me lately. Number one, the opening phrase of that book is this, it's not all about you. And how, if we start with trying to find my significance and and, and my purpose and my meaning apart from God, we're, we're going to end up in shipwreck because it's not all about me. We have to start with God because it's all about God. And then secondly, another statement he makes is this, and this goes to what you were saying earlier, and that is that God made me to love me. Yes. To me, and, and, yes. and I, every time I share that in, when I teach through that book, when I pause that silence, you can just see the weight of those words landing in people's hearts and souls because it oftentimes, as simple as it is, it escapes us. But if we don't have that foundation that we start with God because God is the one who made me, and secondly, he made me to love me so much so that he gave his own son for me. Then, exactly. then we got a faulty foundation for identity, value, and significance, don't we? Exactly. Yeah. And 
you know, it's one of those Sunday school concepts that we teach children, you know, the John 3.16 verse and, and the little uh, Sunday school songs. And at, at times we, it feels like we relegate mm-hmm. that concept to the primary Sunday school area and think, well, there are weightier things that, that we need to think about or weightier things we need to consider. And, and yes, there are, but without that foundation, right. Everything else you have doesn't have, you know, and it's not going to hold up when the storms come. Exactly. No, exactly. So, so help us to kind of, to, to get our, my mind wrapped around this and all of us get our mind wrapped around this a little bit. So for you today, Jeff, what if I looked at you and I said to you sitting down at a little local diner, let's go to waffle house. Okay. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? Let's, I, I love mm. waffle house, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll upscale it. Let's go to, let's go to Denny's or Bob Evans. Okay. Or- <laughs> but we're sitting there, you You're know, uptown. yeah, and we're sitting there and what, you know, we're eating all that bad food and we're on our way to the cholesterol city, but we're sitting there and we're having a good time. And I say to you, I say, Jeff, tell me today, how do you gauge your identity and your value and your significance? How do you gauge that for your life today? What would be a few things that you would say to me? Let me. Let me give you the next step in the process. Okay. One, that, that was what I would consider step one. Step two was, was taking a, a position that basically utilized the skills that I developed. Okay. And that, that sounds wonderful, but it's, it, it, it was a step down in this in the sense of significance work-wise mm-hmm. there were things going on outside of work where i stepped out of some roles that i was volunteering in and i realized the next thing was there's there's a line in in john wesley's covenant renewal uh, statement and it basically says, put me to doing, mm-hmm. put me aside on the shelf. And I'm mangling the words and a pastor would have a cow understanding that uh, I don't remember <laughs> the words exactly. But <laughs> He'll forgive you. We won't let him listen to the podcast. He'll forgive me. Okay. He'll forgive me. But I, I've been in a period where it's, it's felt like God's put me on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, as most men, you, you you want significance. You want the the goal to chase. You want those things. And God's told me, "You're where I want you to be." Mm-hmm. And so again, significance. Even though you learn lessons, it doesn't mean that that. The lesson stays learned. It's been a continual process of saying, God, I will be happy where you have me. Right, right. Professionally, because I feel like I'm in the right, I'm, I feel like I'm where you want me to be. Mm-hmm. God, I will find significance 
even if it's pushing a broom, cleaning up after others, I will find significance because the significance isn't in the job itself. The significance is in what I'm doing. I'm doing it to please God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's a hard lesson to learn. It's, it's something that I've continually Mm -hmm. had to exercise in my own being in the sense of continually reminding myself and, and remembering this, but he's shown me in some very small ways that there is significance that you can find in day-to-day life. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the position. You don't have to have the attention. You don't have to have the limelight or anything else. Mm-hmm. The significance is in being obedient to him, being faithful to where he places you. And frankly, in finding contentment in the life that he's given you. Yeah. And that's incredibly important. You know, Paul said, I have learned, and key word is I've learned, because I think we have to learn this. I have learned whatsoever state I am, therein to be content. And for a lot of us men, contentment seems like to be the carrot in front of the horse. It's always moving. It's just another step or two. But then we take that step or two and, and, and it's still, we're still not finding contentment. There's an old saying attributed to Howard Hughes, who was fabulously wealthy. And uh, they asked him, how much was enough money? And he had billions by today's standards. And he said, just a little bit more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to exactly what you yeah. said. Yeah. It, it's a... It's a fleeting ideal that you never catch up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been great talking to you about some of this. Any other key ideas, concepts, or maybe lessons you've learned that you'd like to share before we wrap things up here in just a moment? Never stop learning. Yeah. Whatever age. Right. So what are some yeah. of the things that you do? You talk about never stop learning, but. Are there any particular authors you read or things that you listen to or do uh, besides listening to Hope Along the Journey? Is there anything else? Oh, of course. You, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else you do? How how are you? Well, that that pretty much fills my schedule. But yeah, uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything um, you would recommend? Any books or authors or any anything you would recommend to men? In general, nothing, nothing contemporary. To be honest with you, um, my favorite authors are Dietrich Bonhoeffer, yes, and C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. Charles Coulson is is he's probably the most contemporary, and just had a fabulous way of looking at life. Oh, yes, he did. After he came to Christ, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of spoke to some of these things yeah um well jeff i yeah those guys i'm glad you shared those because some of those guys are are authors that are very dear to me as well 
And I, I would encourage all the men who are listening today and those wives who are listening, uh, encourage your husband. And if you, if your husband seems to be at this stage in life where he's kind of, you feel like he's losing his way or he's disoriented and he's struggling with his sense of value and significance and identity, um, Encourage him, number one, to reach out to somebody, talk to somebody. I, I think one of the worst things that we men are guilty of is that we don't want to talk about it. But it's going over and over, isn't it, Jeff? It just keeps going over and yeah. over in our minds. It just won't stop. Sure. And then the other thing is, you know, to get in some, to listen to some good podcasts or get into some good audio books or read some good books, but enrich your mind and, and don't try to go this alone. Because I think this is a time in life when men need to pull in some established voices and mature voices. And even, like you said, even your wife, like, you know, get bring your wife into this conversation to Definitely. help you through this because it's so important. I guess a final thought on that topic is um, God has given me both of those things mm-hmm. in the sense of. I have a wife that just uh, does not give up on me and supports me beyond anything I could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I have, it's a very small group, but a group of guys that, that are just worth the journey of life and walking it together. Mm -hmm. And that's critical as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate you taking the time. Moose, it's good seeing you. Good to see you too. It's a privilege. God bless you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening again to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. We appreciate so much you listening. Drop us a line sometime. Let us know that you're listening to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. I just want to encourage all of you today. If you're struggling to find hope, look to Jesus. He's the hope of the world. And if you look to him, you can find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.